Oh dear. Hi, listeners. Welcome to Podcast with Paul. <laughs> We've got interesting insights guaranteed, and it's time to increase your emotional intelligence. Are we up for increasing our emotional intelligence, listeners? Let's have lots of joy and fun and excitement for sure. Hey, I've got some really special guests along the way. Interesting people, really challenging ideas and challenging conversations. It's going to be amazing. You can learn more about what to do, why to do what to do, and what to do about it all. (laughs) So much fun becoming self-aware, motivated, live, learning new ways to see the world. Hey everybody, welcome to Podcast with Paul. Did you did you um, find if if you could put a finger on what it is that might have taken you out of that place where you were, which was a pretty dark and, mm. and difficult place? What you are is a, is a man who is allowing himself to be vulnerable, mm. which is really what sometimes a difficult thing to face because you're facing yourself in your vulnerability, and when you're sharing your vulnerability, you're going, okay, this is who I am. The place of being vulnerable is allowing yourself to present you and. Probably, and I don't know whether this is right or wrong, but I know that when I suffered, when I was, and I had that midlife crisis thing, I had it when I was in, you know, late 40s, I seemed to be going through what it looked, felt, not then, but what it felt like when I think back of it, mm. was an identity crisis of who am I and mm. have I been serving others all my life yeah. and not really looking after me? Yeah. And that in, yeah. the, in the serving of others, I've lost, I've lost who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And that journey of getting back to who we are and loving ourselves again and accepting ourselves again. And maybe the place where you do use something to hinge or to support you, like, you know, there is addiction and whatever, and whatever we choose that, that hangs us into a place where we can give up trying to face ourselves. We're, and it's a constant, it never ends. There's always things to make us want to, you know, look at something else to maybe, oh, can, 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 I, I can't. Ease the pain. I don't, yeah, ease the of pain. Of course. Ease yeah. the pain. Yeah. So, this facing of the self and facing the pain and facing everything. The one thing that I noticed with you is you, you've still got the get up and go to keep going. And, yeah, and, I have and, at the moment. Yeah. And that, that yeah. at the moment, and here you well, are. Well, I'm Ad- just saying at the moment. Admitting, yeah. admitting that is a big place. Yeah, well, I, yeah. You well, know what I, I mean? Because you're not going. I don't uh, want to paint it. I don't want to paint a. Sorry, Paul. I, just, I think this is important. I don't want to paint a picture that everything is rosy and I'm back on track, 100 mile an hour going for it, everything's cool. I'm a human being, and like all of us. And wouldn't that it's just be false? Wouldn't that be the falseness of someone? Well, it's just false. Who, says, who suddenly says, and, when, and you meet people like that, who suddenly say, "Oh, I've got there." Well, really? No. Where have you got? I'm so and, far away and, from. And, it. and the place of recognizing that there's always work. Yeah. It's a beautiful place yeah. because the work mm-hmm. is the work, yeah. and the life is the life. And the beautiful place of, of um, sh- being able to share that, hey. The place of getting there is realising there's nowhere to get and just coming from a place of love. Mm. The place of you where I see there's more love available mm. for the sharing of love mm. and the place of where you're going, hey, I know what it's like to have a tough journey, but now after I've had a chat to you already, I recognise that some of those things may have something to do with past experiences when you were younger that, that, that you don't know that was the way they were. Good point. But you might have been trying to deal with them, but you didn't know why. Mm. And that whole, now you've shared that whole idea with mum, there was obviously something that you didn't get from mum yeah. because she wasn't able to give it to you forever. No, that's, that's good observation. And, and yeah. that's, that's 
and you can look at that in all sorts of ways and you can look in sadness or in blame or whatever, but just to recognise it mm. and to recognise mm. that, hey, I had, a, I had a mum that couldn't or didn't know or, or wasn't able to support the love that I know I needed from, yeah. from my mum yeah. and that could influence why, the way I am and the way, the way I have been. Particularly in the early stages. Yes, specifically. I, I, I'm talking really early stages, mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. And there is a place of forgiveness of the situation, forgiveness of mum, forgiveness of self. Mm. And I think us mm. men, not men only, but obviously mm. it's a it's a, it's an issue. But I still have that that going on for me, is is to forgive myself, and to forgive myself for all the shortcomings that I mm. think I know, that I should have or could have, or didn't or whatever. That forgiveness of self is such a big step to go through and go, hey, I'm okay. You know, well, I can get on with it. And, and I think indirectly you're talking about shame as well. Yes, and oh, that whole thing. Yes. Yeah, uh, shame I think is a, certainly uh, from my point of view with what happened over the last four or five years, one of the biggest areas I have in terms of moving forward is just, you know, I, I can't afford, I mean I'm happy to talk about it now, just generally under these circumstances, but I try not to think about the stuff that I did, what I put my wife through, you know. Uh, <laughs> you and, don't and, want to think about it too much, but yeah. But the, but the, but the point, forgive, but, forgive. but the point I'm making is that that's the biggest issue I find, and I think maybe just to take the focus off me, I think a lot of people, male, female, um, when, when they have mucked up in their life or they've done something that's been pretty horrendous and it's had the ripple effect and it's affected a lot of people to everyone's detriment, even though that person might be back on track, yep. the point I'm making, Paul, is that you, there's still... And there's still, depending on the person, there's still uh, shame there. And shame is very much a very destructive trait, feeling, because it does no one any good. No. Um, so I, I still deal I still deal with that, but I'm getting better at it. I just try not to think about it as much. So the place, I can imagine what you're talking about. I, I, I get it. It's, uh, you know, I have it, but I haven't, I haven't had your journey, and I understand you've had it in a much more difficult way because of your high-profile job. Yeah, and, yeah. And, it was very public, and yeah. pe- the, the the publicness of it is just one element, and maybe you know you could look at it in all sorts of ways. But the only thing that helped me to try to deal with it is in the sharing, as we're sharing now. As you share, then the sharing is maybe a place of attempting to cope and to understand and help maybe someone else. But I've got a lot of ideas that when you do get to a place where you can share and offer maybe your journey to someone else and actually impact a, yeah. sh- a shift for them yeah. that it actually impacts a shift for you mm. and that's a very powerful place that's a great and observation I, and I remembered I mm. remembered watching you in one video up on there and I saw you trying to impact a group of children kids school kids and I thought no nope, you're still angry and mm. you're a lot less angry now mm. but early on after that place you were still in that maybe this was a number of years ago. That might have been at the, not school kids, that might have been at the Glenunga Football Club. Yeah, the Glenunga Football Club. Yeah. Now, yeah. that place of you coming to coming to terms mm. and, the, and the anger you had with yourself mm. and the, the fact that you were wanting to impart onto them, be very careful. You, mm. know, you don't want to go to this place. Mm. And... Yes, but you've got you've got your your karma now. You really have you are coming to terms yeah. terms with yourself. Mm. Or maybe that's wisdom. Maybe that's age. Or maybe that. But the the whole place of the responsibility side and the ability to be able to come and communicate like you are here, and I appreciate and thank you for that. Mm. That place of where I know that in your, in your communicating with me about these matters helps me. 
and that you are now going, okay, I'm sharing with whoever might listen to this. And you wish, if, we sh- if it's shared with one person who goes, hey, that's always a way that I could think about it and go, just a minute, oh, shame, how do I deal with shame? And, ah, oh, forgiveness, how do I feel forgiveness? And, mm. oh, how do I get to a place where I come to a higher level of self-acceptance and self-love? Because the self-love and self-acceptance is sometimes the hardest person to, to, to love. Oh, 100%. And, and, and the loving... the love, Still working on yeah, that. Yeah, and the looking in the mirror and say, you're okay, mate, and, and I love you. Mm. That's so interesting. I'm trying to say to myself, because I, I love overeating and overdrinking like you do, but no, you don't. You, you overdrink. Yeah, mm. but, but whatever it is, I say, am I loving myself or am I, am I feeding the pain? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, you, you made an interesting point earlier there. I think it's worth making making a, a point about and that is that you know when uh, yes I am vulnerable and, and and I don't I don't do it to boast I don't do it to say everything's rosy now I just uh, you know I, I I do it in little spurts on social media and occasionally I'll talk to a group of people one of the groups that I spoke to 18 months ago was for SAPOL oh yeah and I was talking to uh, maybe about 100 senior sergeants up at Elizabeth. And I was just talking about my journey. And when I talk about my journey, you know, the good times, the bad times and where I'm heading now, it's a very simple message. And the message is as fundamental as this, Paul. If you feel as though, and it's easy for me to say because I didn't see it, but I can see it on the outside now and I can yeah. see how quickly your life can change. Yeah. My message is simply if you, if you feel as though things are just starting to go off the rails a bit, just talk to someone. At least mm. do something. Don't don't sort of bottle it up. Because, don't ignore it. Yeah. Well, because it may not happen to you, but if what happened happened to me happened to you, I'd be horrified for you. Yeah. Okay. Because it's not it's not pleasant. And you can easily start going down a road by not talking about it. Well, well, correct. And if you see someone, one of your mates or your work colleagues in a similar situation, mm. a bit more complicated. But think about how you can at least help. You know, yeah. like. I know that's a bit more complicated than doing it yourself. Anyway, the point I'm making is when I spoke to this group, I finished and that, that was all fine. And then probably 10 of them came up to me privately and said, mate, thank you. I'm going through a similar thing, blah, 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 blah. Now, the point that I'm making is that when I walked away from that, I hopefully impacted a number of people, which is a wonderful thing. But I also felt good from a selfish point of view mm. about myself for doing mm. that and giving back. Mm. I mean, some I get paid for, some I mm. don't. But the point is you're still giving. Mm. And so it's a tonic for me. That's uh, a tonic. What, what I believe is... You know, take this Notice I said a tonic, not yeah. a gin and tonic. You know, <laughs> just, or, a brandy, just, just a tonic. or a brandy and tonic. <laughs> the, the, what's interesting about that, what's interesting about that <laughs> idea of impacting others and the moment that you're impacting others... I think the power is when you're being impacted by what you're impacting others. Yeah, by. absolutely. So the power, yeah. and when you're communicating that, and the feeling that you're giving, and the story that you're telling, yeah, because it is impacting you and has am- impacted you, mm. and it's still there in you, it becomes much more resonant. And then mm. when people come to you after and say, hey, I got it, the reason they got it is because you're living it and you got it. Yeah, and you're not a yeah. professor, you're not a doctor, you're not someone who has done a university course on all this stuff. You've lived it. You've lived it and breathed it. It's affected you. It's affected other people. You know, whenever I do any of these things, I always make them. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a doctor. I'm none of those things. I'm not going to advise you on what tablets you should be taking. I'm not going to. All I'm going to do is tell my story and explain to you 
Listen. that if you continue to hold, have that mask, which I wore for six or seven years before wow, fell apart. Wow, this is great. You're admitting that mask. It's so interesting. Well, yeah, yeah. And the mask. Uh, yeah. And, and, it it uh, is so the mask. I wore that mask until it rusted and then fell <laughs> off. <laughs> it fell and off. then my world fell apart. The point I'm making yeah. is... You can't do that forever. You can't. Mm. You can't get up in the morning and feel shit, mm. and then go to work. And the moment you walk through those doors, put on a smile. You cannot do that forever. No. Trust me, you cannot. It's the false sense of you is not going to work forever. It, it it's can't. Not, it mm. can work for a long time, and people can think you're the funniest guy in the world, and they can think you're the lovable character. And yes, he gets a bit pissed and he does a few silly things. All good. That's all fine. But you can't. It will fall off. Mm. And it will fall off spectacularly. Beautifully that you are so clear and, and, and see yourself as honestly as you do. It's really, I resonate with that when, mm. I, when I'm with you because I go, wow, it's lovely to hear a man who's that honest with himself, with himself. Mm. And that's so powerful. Well, I, tr- I try to be. I mean, I'm not, I'm not made on... <laughs> no, it's, I'm, a, it's ongoing. It's never ending. It's an ongoing story. I'm so far off being anywhere near where I want to be, but, but I'm how, a lot better but, than I was four years ago. <laughs> but how honest is that? Because that's the journey. And the journey is... I'll tell you, I'm on a road and I'm trying to get myself sorted mm. and I know that it'll be a lifelong journey. And who mm. of us are walking around going, I'm sorted? And the minute the person walking around saying, I'm sorted, <laughs> they're, they're the ones. You know what, though, just quickly, you mm. know what? The interesting thing about doing that is that, and at the moment I have a job, I'm working at Radio Italia Uno, I'm the general manager, I'm working at uh, La Trattoria, do a little bit of coaching, media training and a few bits and pieces. So I'm going okay from that point of view. But the issue with being vulnerable about your health and your mental health and and your addictions or your past addictions is that when you go for a job, everyone will pat you on the back and saying you're doing a great job, that's fantastic. This is getting back to your brand. But what will happen is privately they'll go, no. Yeah, you you know the truth around that. And and, and you know what? At my age, I mean... it, do, it doesn't really worry me, but it worries me that it's be it, that it's done. Not to me. Yeah. It worries me that it, it's probably being done by companies and businesses that probably have people like me working for yeah. them anyway. Yeah. Of course. So of course. you know what I'm saying. Of it, 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 it's so true what you're saying. You're you, you're a brand, and that brand has. You know, and what happened is it become public. Yeah. And yeah. because it become public. And people go, oh, and so you're walking with some of that. And then, you know, yeah. that, that walks with shame. But even though you're being honest about it. Even though you're being honest about it. Yeah. But interesting enough, when you did find yourself in the high-profile position of Channel 10 mm. and you walk around, you know, being that character, mm. I don't know, and I, I could imagine this could be the place, but parts of that character or, or personal image of the person that you were creating, some of those things were maybe gratifying and, you know, whatever – but there might, they may have been ego-driven personas, mm. maybe. So you're putting on a persona because you have to perform. Yeah, uh, you know what? I'd answer that by saying, as a person, I reckon all the way through my media career, as a person, I didn't really change, to be no. honest. I've always been that person that worked in Hindley Street, to be truthful. <laughs> I, honestly, I, I really... Probably, yeah, I get that, too. I, well, well, I have, uh, you know, and I've met a lot of people within the media, and there's no criticism at all. Uh, but I've met a lot of people within the media who are, and particularly in Sydney actually, who are nothing like the real person they are. They they genuinely walk around with a the persona. There, yeah. There's no question about that. Oh, you about have that. seen that, yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But you worked hard not to be like that or you well, just didn't think you were like I, I just, I just didn't, I was never really into it. And, and and God, please understand, I'm not saying this to say I'm better than other people or, you know, I'm, I'm not an It eager. just didn't feel like that. that's what it, you were doing. I, I swear, you were just being you. I swear to God I'm saying it because it's, it, it's from the heart and it's the truth. 
honestly, I, I was always and have always been the knockabout, you know, Mark Aston. <laughs> that that you were a little bit knockabout. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I've always been that. And of course, when you're out and about and you're at a function, you need to behave yourself, act professional. But I mean, you would do that anyway, sort yep. of thing. So yeah. How much of then do you think? This is like a funny question, but. Do you think there is an addictive personality within you and that some people have addictive personalities and that may have been something that's hereditary? Yeah, I've been doing some research on this. I don't know. I Mm. thought so. Mm. I thought so, Paul. I thought it was two things. I thought that I had an addictive personality and I thought that my mental health issues that I've had were hereditary. I'm not I'm not totally convinced with that now, with that philosophy, but having said that, I don't know what the answer is. I, I grew up... I can't tell you what the answer I is. I grew up with my good mate who I'm in business with, my mate Glenn, and he admits and knows that he has an addictive personality, and mm. I go, oh, I sort of... I, I understand what I, I have my addictions and all that, but I'm a bit slower about the take-up of them. Yeah. So <laughs> he, he is ferocious. So when it comes to... Eating, he eats fast, or when it comes to drinking, he's drinking fast, or whatever it is. And if it's whatever it is, it's either all or nothing. Oh, well, 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 well that, that was certainly me when I was at my worst. But, but I don't know why, but, but, he, but, but he was like, it's all or it's nothing. And, and there wasn't an in-between. Look, look if, if you watch West Wing, for example... Leo, Leo McGarry uh, was an alcoholic or, you know, is, is an alcoholic in, in the series and you know, it's all about the US president and all his staff around him and Leo McGarry was the chief advisor to, um, to the, the president and Leo was an alcoholic and he still went to AA meetings as, as a number of staff members did. Anyway, he was talking to a girl very candidly about the issue and she said, why can't you just have one drink? He said, because I can't. Mm. I have to have ten. <laughs> and she said, "What happens after that?" He said, "You don't want to know." No. And and that you know that sort of epitomises someone who is an alcoholic. I'm not sure that Leo McGarry had or me. I'm not sure whether we've got an addictive nature. All I know is that when I was drinking, I couldn't have one. I had to have ten. So I don't know. Is that an addictive nature? My, I, is, look, is it trying to dull the pain? I, I have. A, I don't know. I don't my, know. My, my mate Nathan who I've done a podcast with, and you might want to go and look at, hear Nathan's story now that you've come and done a podcast. Mm. Nathan, and he's been a he's young fellow, he's 30 now, but he, when I, I met him when he was 18, we did a we study together. He's similar to, to your issue, but he is now cannot drink. So he said, I cannot drink. Mm. And I went to Japan with him and, you know, we'd go and drink. But he was also in that place where you seem to lose who you are as soon as you get to a place. And that might be just the way you are as a personality trait. Yeah. And I don't know, if, if it's a personality trait, it's a personality trait. And you've got to, I suppose, choose things that are helpful and not choose things that are dangerous for you. Well, and that's just the way it is. And that's common sense, <laughs> yes. isn't it, really? Yes, you know, sense. I mean, if, if you know, you eliminate the things that aren't serving you and do more of the things that are serving you. I said to, I said to a young bloke yesterday who's, you know, addicted to that horrible... Ice. Drug, ice. Yeah. yeah. And it's a funny drug because it gives you a sense of confidence. Mm. And strength. Uh, and strength. Not not everyone, by the way. Not everyone. Yeah. No, uh, no. It, it's, but, it's, but, but the bulk of the bulk them, of yeah. Them. And then once you go, once you get to a place where, well, he tells me, you know, once you get to a place where you, 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 you're off it for a while, then you need more of it to make yeah. you keep the same Extremely addictive. Extremely yeah. addictive. Yeah. 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 And I'm thinking to myself, at the start of life and the, the way that drugs are and the, the way that you know, I watched that old sh- I watched that show until you about crack in, in, in America and, and also how we use marijuana here and mm. all of that 
so and it's so interesting and I looked at that show where the, you take the mushrooms and they go out in the go out in the picnic yeah. areas and and enjoy the mushroom experience yeah, yeah. now <laughs> there was nothing better for me when I was in my late teens early 20s getting stone and just sitting there and and checking out the space you know mm. checking out the mm. checking out the flowers or, or or just going the beach stone or having a surf yeah. and the whole idea that your mind was able to just yeah, yeah. And, and there was nothing better mm. than that feeling of and I'm wondering to myself the, the whole idea of letting your mind go to a place where mm. so it's so it's so interesting that the human condition also wants to lose its mind in some way <laughs> well well that that's true I, I guess the downside to that of course is that you know quite often uh, you start off with not necessarily just marijuana but you start off with a level of the, the substance that you're using, whether it be alcohol, drugs, whatever, sex, uh, gambling, whatever, you start off at a small level, and then you want more porn. Yeah, porn's the same. Everything is. You like- know, you, you start off at a small level, and then you want, and then you need more to get the same, you know, high. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mac- yeah. Macca's fries. Macca's fries. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't get enough of them. <laughs> it's like. It's like oh, it's I love like, them. Yeah. Do you want like, fries with those fries? Yes, I do. <laughs> it's like a, the whole the whole world. And I'm telling you, what, if if we didn't have those pleasures, but it's controlling those pleasures. It's the that's the unusual attempt to analyze. It's like okay, and <clears> I, I know that there, some people say that that. The people who do it go running and they have a natural high. So oh, they do, yeah. There's lots of things you can do to create a natural high. Oh, absolutely. Exercise is great for that. Yeah. yeah. And they, yeah. They, you know, you're the gym guy. 100%. The natural yeah. high. Yeah. So the, the natural high is an interesting idea. But, and, it, and I think the drug that it's producing is a similar one. Mm. But I think we want, to get a, we want to get a quick way to get it. And then, then I see people who become obsessed by that. Mm. And they get so obsessed by that, and they're and they're so obsessed by their self image, they get addicted to the the, the exercise. Well, so you can you can get addicted to all sorts <laughs> of things. To, it's, it can work in reverse. Oh, totally. And it's yeah. so interesting because we're all trying to live a balanced life. Yeah. You say, okay, where's where is the balance in oh. life, and where where are all the addictions sitting? Uh, uh, and they're they're everywhere. That, you are spot on. It, it it you are spot on. It it it's, it, it you know it, it's not just drugs, alcohol, gambling. It's it's shopping. <laughs> it's yeah, it's yeah. sex. It's Exercise, yes. all sorts of things, mm. unusual things that are. I'm sure there are things that people are uh, addicted to that are that we don't even talk about because they're so unusual. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. Falling in love with buildings, um, <laughs> exactly. Now, Something uh, as random as that. Uh, but I, I, the only thing that motivate most motivates me. I know that I, I know that you know this about my attempt to be. Uh, more involved in laughter. Mm. If we could, we'll finish off. But you've been here for an hour, right? So you've got to get back to work. But mm. the place of where humour exists, and we had a chat about this before we were on the <clears> podcast. Yeah, humour in our lives. And you said to me one thing. I thought that was interesting, Mark. You said if it wasn't for humour, I don't think I'd be here. I don't think I would. And place of where humour, laugh, having a laugh at your own journey, maybe, and the idea of looking at it in a light-hearted way, than in that in a way where. You're, you're burdened by it, yeah. by the journey. Yeah, humour, it all came, as I said to you beforehand, uh, Paul, Dad was very funny. He, he, Dad was very clever. He was really quick. And, look, God, again, I don't say this to boast, but I think I'm pretty quick. Yeah, I, you are. You, you, have, I, I, you have that ADD thing quickness. Your mind is I, I so do, quick. I do feel as that, you know, I mean, could I, I mean, you know, I, I, I do have the ability to make people laugh. and Quick that, wit as well, you know. Yeah. yeah, well, that's what I meant. Yeah, quick yeah, wit quick, quick. and quick mind in 
responding. Yeah, yeah, mm. and and I guess you know I, that is, I, look, it's it's something that I've I've had for a long, long time, and you develop it over a period of time. But when you live, you know, and work with your father, particularly as I did for that ten or eleven years, and you know, and also I can remember very, very vividly in the very early days when I was seven, eight, and nine, he was always the life of the party, and he was very funny. But getting back to your your point, humour to me is such a, a my dog is 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 my main. My main thing in life, obviously, my daughter and former what, wife and family. What sort of, what sort Toby, of doggy he, you got? He's a Kelpie. Oh, a little Kelpie. So, so he, he's he's the Action most impact. He's the most important thing in my life. But humour is very important because, as I said to you earlier, you know, prior to coming on, you know, I think without having a sense of humour, I probably probably wouldn't be sitting here now. And you know, I've got to thank Dad for that because, mm. really, you know, it's his his genes that certainly helped me with that. I, I lo- look, I love making people laugh. I love making people feel comfortable, and I love making people, you know, just feel good in their own skin when I'm with them or when they're in a situation. I think you bring an energy, and I have noticed that when you go into the room. And I think you, you know that was even on air in, the, in those days. When they turn to you to go into the sport, mm. there's a certain emanation of you're up. Up, yeah, up. you're on. And, yeah. and that's enough. you're on. Yeah, you're on. Yeah. And, and when you're on, there was this positivity about yeah. it. And, and yeah, and that also comes with the old smile thing. But yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, there's a, there's some learning and some some encouragement around that when we look at ourselves in the mirror. So if we're actually looking at ourselves and up, when you know, even as simple as clo- as cleaning your teeth, we're, you're 65. You haven't got a long time left. I'm mm. I'm 61. I'm you know 62 the next mm. week. So. We, we, we've only got you know ten twenty years or whatever. Mm. Now for the minute for the time we've got left, let's let's at least smile at ourselves first. And as we're smiling at ourselves, we're watch, we're facing the ego that is you know what we think we should be or whatever that is. But you say, well, really, you know, <laughs> let's make sure that the first person I meet today, I, I smile. And mm. when that when you're giving up you and you're being transparent and you're smiling, makes the, a big difference. The first person you speak to is smile, and guess what they do back to you. There's no way that they'll frown back. They, they have to smile. Do you, don't you know they? why they won't frown back? Because that's human nature. Yeah. We, we mimic each other yeah. all the time. Yeah. So when I walk into a lift, I, I start humming and smiling and I say, I'm the lift music today. Yeah. Or whatever you might have to say. Yeah. And people are taken back by it. And I, <laughs> I, I went to, I went to a, a girl today who got my ears tested and I said, you know, and she says, what's your email? I said, oh, I'm, from, I'm Paul from The Laughter Project. And I explained to The Laughter And then I'm engaged in, a, in the story of laughter and fun and smiling. Mm-hmm. And you see this change in someone's demeanour just because you're smiling and you're laughing at yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that whole place of how much time do we have left and, you know, what are we, when, we, when we're having conversations and do we look for the positive side mm-hmm. when we're having a conversation with someone. I hear often a lot of complaint going on. And when I hear the complaint, I, I don't want to add my complaint to the complaint. I want to say, look, that's great, but something funny happened turn to me. Turn it on. Turn it on. Turn, turn, it, turn it on its ear. Yeah. I love that. And, and I love that. It's a gift. Yeah. That's a gift. If you can. Because most people won't do that. They'll, they'll, they'll drag it down. They'll pull it down even more. Yes. Mm. Or, or one better at it. Or one better at it. Yeah. yeah. And that, that, the place of where there is always something to complain about or something to say about the service you received or the car that went in front of you. And often sometimes the, the car that's going in front of you, you don't even have an opportunity to talk to and you don't know what be angry at. But they, you've, you've become angry and so you might rock up to work, you rock up where you're going and, you, it's in, and it stays with you. I also like the idea and teach, teach the idea of letting go. It's a great point. And, and the letting go is another another thing that we, a practice, great point. that we practice. And I, I was watching a show the other day with that 
professional guru fellow, and he says to me, in actual fact, smiling and letting go are learned responses and they're not automatic. Mm. I said, what do you mean? And mm. I'm trying to understand. What do you mean they're not automatic? Well, you've got to think about it and, consciously. And, and the place of in the practice of it is by nature... We are always going to look at the what, the way that's the easy way of saying, oh, I'm going to complain about mm. it or I'm going to get angry about mm. it. But to practice not getting angry is actually practicing it and recognizing when you're angry. Yeah. So what happens is we don't always take it on because we put that frown on our face, we get angry. We, we just default to that. We don't see it. We don't hold it. And I wondered that in, I've got a little grandson now, and look at him and I go, why, why, is, he, why is he being... Testing me? Why is mm-hmm. he's only two? Mm. Why is he testing me? Is it, is it human nature to, to, <laughs> want, to, to want to want to be naughty? And I go, what, what's going on here? Is it was it, I didn't teach him that shit. But um, the, the place the place of us humans, we are a challenge to ourselves. But we, I think it's so important to maybe recognise that we're not always going to choose what's helpful. No, well, actually, I was listening to Mill Robbins uh, last night. She does a great podcast. And she was talking about the fact that she's got a 21-year-old daughter and she's down in Los Angeles, so she went down to meet her because she lives in Utah, I think it is. And she was down there and um, she was saying goodbye to her for six months because she was going to dancing school. All she could think about, this is Mel Robbins, her mother, all she could think about was how sad she was that she was going to not see her daughter for another, another six months. But as she said, I defaulted to that, but she said... There was a better way of doing it, and that was to look forward to seeing her again in six months, instead mm. of instead of being sad about not seeing. Her. Yes, there it is. Just a quick, it's just, just a quick it's change. It's just a shift in yeah. recognizing that. And the, the the guru guy talked to me said, one of the most important parts of thinking mm. about this is gratitude. Oh, gratitude is really and important. And once yeah. once you have gratitude about that, you're not mm. looking at it as a, I'm sad about it. You say, "What am I happy for?" Well, th- and you know what? And this is worth uh, just really quickly. This, if I if I do get a bit flat, then I just think about how lucky I am to have. I'm renting a house, roof a, over a, a, a roof <laughs> over my head, a bed, a beautiful dog, a car, <laughs> transport, a job. But even as less, simple as that. But mm. even but even less than that, a shower, a warm yeah. shower, oh. sheets. You can go even deeper. Yeah. I mean, it's clothes, yeah. friends. I mean, the, the easiness of taking everything for granted. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I was talking to a girl the other day, and I said, just when you said about having a shower, I was talking about, oh, I had a beautiful shower this morning, and the water was beautiful, and the soap, and the hair, and the, oh, I just loved it. And she says, oh, I, I said, I said, how was your shower this morning? She says, I can't remember. Yeah. I said, why? She says, I was thinking about work. Yeah, that's right. I go, what, what were you thinking about work for? You were in the shower. Mm. I said, it's, it, it's what most people do, though, Paul. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's, that's just, that's, well, they think about stuff. <laughs> Seriously. That's, that's what some, some guru told me about sex. He said, he says, the trouble with people, he says, all, all, all you fellas are, are at, at work and all you're ever thinking about is, is oh, I'd like a bit of sex. Yeah, and yeah. he goes, the trouble with you is when you're having sex, you're, all you're thinking about is work. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. it, it gets back to being present. Well, at my age, and, I, and, and you don't have to guess, public, you don't have to take a guess, but you probably can. At my age, work and sex, there is one there that I don't think about at all now. But, you know, I'm taking a tablet. You never know what's around the corner. <laughs> And and if you're free, I, I I watched that movie last night with with my missus um, <coughs> about that old lady. What's her name? Smith or someone. She made a movie. Oh, I can't think what the movie was, but it was a movie about two people, and the whole the whole thing was just two people. And mm. she was an old lady mm. who was paying a young man to 
come and have sex with her. Oh, okay. And it yeah. was a, a Le, Le Brandy or something, English mm. made. Okay. And it was so sensitively done and mm. so beautifully done. Mm. Here was this old woman who had been married all her life, yeah. had a boring life, never had an orgasm, admitting she never had an orgasm. Mm. And here, here was this young, good-looking man who says, look, I'm here to serve you, love. Yeah. And the, the, the whole story was the, the four times they'd met mm. and the, the opening up of... What we what we are as humans and mm. how interesting that journey is for a lot of us, mm. but uh, it's okay to feel these things and to want these things and to yeah, understand these things and to absolutely. be av- available to these things. Yeah, no, no doubt. Yeah, no and, doubt. And I love it. And it's really, it's really it's, no doubt. I love it. Let's go and get some. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, thank you, thank you, Mark. We'll, we'll, we're, right? we're, we're going out to look, look for some very good loving. That's what we're looking. For. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Mark and I need some good loving. Um, but no, uh, I get my love from Toby. <laughs> oh, you got it, plenty of. That's his name. Toby. Just want to let you know he's my dog. Beautiful Toby. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mark. You've been very That's honest right. and candid and transparent, and also brought beautiful energy. And I hope that uh, listeners, right, if we get any, uh, will listen to us and 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 maybe sh- the sharing will will encourage people to go. Mm. Hey, that's an interesting journey, mm. and maybe look at their own journey and say, hey. There's some positive thoughts that I could get, I glean from that, and that those positive thoughts can actually shift me into something that mm. is a better person. And if we're all better people, we're all here for a short time. But if we can help each other to be better people, what better things can we do than that? Well, thanks for the opportunity, Paul. Thanks for what you're offering uh, with the podcast as well. I'm sure it's helping a lot of people. And thanks for the opportunity to have a chat to you. Good stuff. The last thing we do, Mark, is we play your favourite song. Oh, now, um, okay. it's an interesting place because we like to know, okay, what song would they like? And I like to put people on the spot because you go, oh, I've got lots of favourite songs. Mm, mm. And there might be eras and might be genres and might be whatever. But do you think that there's a song that we like to put? We like to put a song in the background after we do all the editing and yeah, all that. Sure. But we like to put your favourite song on one of your favourite songs. Mm. Even we've, we've had some people say, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to choose two. Yep. But now I said that to you. No, no, I've, got, I've got one. I've you got, got one, one already? Yeah, Thank yeah. you. Mark, what's your, what's, your, what's your favourite song? It reminds me of my, my childhood. It always does. It's some, sometimes yeah. they're just songs yeah. that remind you. Dancing Queen. Oh. <laughs> it's, I, I loved ABBA. I, I lo- absolutely I, loved I it. I absolutely love ABBA. And you know, it's so much, every time you hear the song, you don't get sick for some reason. No. It motivates people. It does. And it motivates so many people. And it's like, they all look, the girls just can't help getting on the dance floor. Mm. And for me, it's a reminiscing of the moment on time. Yeah. And yeah. the Dancing Queen, the way it's the way it's. I sung. love it. Is the way it starts is with the... Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. so beautiful. That, that, that wasn't and the noise. The whole, no, it wasn't. The, <laughs> the, the, the whole the whole ABBA journey for me, I don't know why it was so so what it was. Could have called it corny, maybe, but it was. It seemed there was a lot of love in the air between them. Oh, yeah. And they mm. and they wrote about that. Yeah. And, and some of those songs were really heartfelt oh, about their, their own journey. Yeah. Not that I recognised it when I was younger, but mm. as I listened to it back again, I mm. recognised, wow. And then when things started to go sour, they started writing songs about that too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the last two songs were and about yeah. the breakups. Yeah. yeah, the breakups. But what an interesting journey music has had in mm. our lives mm. because it only takes a song for you to go back. Yeah. And then you think of a time, mm. you think of where you were, what you did. But I tell you what, I don't think I've been to a, a dance place or a wedding place or whatever where they don't play Dancing well, Queen. Well, you haven't heard that song. The yeah. Dancing Queen yeah. song yeah. is mm. just one of those all-time mm. favourites, and now we're going to hear it from you. Lovely, I'm glad. <laughs> that's, that's an interesting one, Mark. Yeah. Mark Aston's wants to hear Dancing Abba Queen and Dancing Maybe Queen. Maybe I should have chosen something else. <laughs>
there's plenty of evidence. I'm really regretting this now. <laughs> Dancing goes, Queen. Dancing Queen? No, yeah. it's a. What it's, was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> no, Dancing Queen is fine because it's it, it's a love of it's a it, it it's just a reminiscing song. I think mm. it's a song that we can all mm. it all makes you think. Oh, I know what I was doing then. Mm. It was beautiful. Mm. Oh, that's when I was young. And well, I, I think I was dancing, and I think at that stage of my life, I was going through a weird stage where I was a queen. Oh, there you go. So, everybody, Mark Aston was going through a weird stage when he was a queen, and he loves dancing queen. Okay. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Mark. See you you soon. Cheers, buddy. Bye-bye.
that's another episode from Podcast with Paul. Special thanks, everyone. Remember to keep an eye out for our next exciting episode with more fun special guests. Find out more of what we're all about and look up the Laughter Project. Hey, everyone. Be happy. But now that you're here, girl, I don't know what to say. Mm.